If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, October 19th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for paperless travel. I remember, I remember back in my day when you actually had to have a printed ticket Mm -hmm. to get on an airplane. And at the rate that I lose things, I'm really grateful that it's now just an app on your phone. A ticket to anything. A mm-hmm. ticket to a ball game, a ticket to a concert, mm-hmm. a ticket to go to the zoo. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they all just exist on a phone and we don't have to worry about keeping track of stuff because I would I would lose it. I still sweat though. Like, well, granted, we haven't traveled in a while, but with air travel, like I would... I don't know why. This sounds so, this is going to make me sound like such a psycho. Okay, but hear me out because someone will understand my fear. I screenshot the Delta, like the ticket or whatever, the QR code, the whatever bar, we used to scan it, to bar, scan into the, the barcode thing. Yeah, because if the like app times out or something, I'm paranoid that I'll be the person standing up there and I won't be able to get the app up in time and then it won't load it in time. And then everyone will be like, oh. Yeah, We've been standing in this line for 10 minutes. Why doesn't she have her thing ready? And for whatever reason, that gives me like heart palpitations. I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I promise I've traveled before. I do something similar at Amazon Returns at Whole Foods. So I will take it because when you, you get a QR code, mm-hmm. right? And if you're dropping something off at Whole Foods, it's the same as at, at a UPS store or Kohl's. Uh, I always use the Whole Foods one because they're just closest. But you scan that QR code. I take a picture of it Mm -hmm. and save it because I have gotten to the front of that line multiple times and the Amazon app is just slow to load. Yeah. And there's people behind me and I'm I'm just, I'm not, no, I just really got it. And then you don't want to step aside because the person behind you is going to have the same exact problem. Yeah. So I just, um, I take a picture of it. So I get it. I get you're crazy. Did you already say what you were grateful for? Yes, yeah. you are grateful. Paper, okay. Paperless tickets. Woohoo. Okay. Um, my name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for HR Besties. This show is so good. I've listened to it like three times, and they're really kind people. And I think I realize the reason that I say like every show keeps getting better and better is because we keep improving forever and ever. Like we have great shows, but behind the scenes, like I... I know we both, I can speak for both of us confidently on this. We've learned so much that makes us better for even the next one. You know what I mean? And I hope that's it's always the case because I hope we're consistently growing and learning new things and challenging ourselves and, and pushing our own boundaries, um, which we did with this. And I'm really glad we did. I, I will say that um, it's validating when the world recognizes there's a couple that I there's a couple things that are, that have happened recently that that validate th- that I'm smart, mm-hmm. right? Not mm-hmm. that I'm smart, that I can process data well. The f- number one is the company Keepsake, who is advertising on mm-hmm. our show right now. Keepsake is the company that will send you a text message every single day asking you about your kid or, in Callie's case, your pregnancy, and then you respond with whatever you want as much as you have time for, and they keep it all in an online journal, and you can order a physical book also. I got to tell you the message that I got yesterday that was 
amazing. And it was a way that you could use keepsake that I hadn't even thought of. And, and somebody sent me this. And it really touched me. Um, she said, I had to message you. My boss's best friend is starting this drug this week. She has early stages of Alzheimer's. I sent the keepsake promo code to my boss so they can record and journal their journey with Alzheimer's as well as the journey with the new treatment. Oh, my gosh. I know. Are you about to tear yes, up? Yes. <laughs> that's, so, that's so wonderful because it's, it's the keep. I, they invented it. It exists for the beginning of life, but it's also... Great for the, the the later years as well. Yeah, and I think, especially with a disease like Alzheimer's, which is just so horrible, um, you know, when you have moments of clarity or or something like, you know, the something sparks for yeah. someone with Alzheimer's, yeah. it's a really cool thing that you want to remember um, because, you know, yeah, it's just really neat. So I thought that was cool. The whole the the existence of keepsake is validating for me because I had that thought when you were doing Ellie's baby book three years ago because uh, I wanted to contribute to it, but I would always forget and and I am so I I I am the king of oh I'm not going to forget that mm-hmm. oh that was that was such a vivid memory right I'll remember to write that down later and I don't and I thought. Gosh, wouldn't it be great if there was a way to, to keep all this online, not in a notepad on the phone, but, you know, if I could pay somebody to organize mm-hmm. it for me. And then three years later, along comes Keepsake, just in time for kid number two, and Callie's using it to document her pregnancy. So that's validating. And by the way, our code, our Keepsake code, if you want 20% off, is um, Q-E-E-P-S-A-K-E.com. It's the website, Keepsake, slash upside, and then the code is upside. Yes. Okay, so so that's validating number one. Validating number two, a couple of weeks ago, I asked uh, people who listen to this podcast to tell me their thoughts on video podcasting because I don't entirely get it. Yeah. And, I mean, I get it, but I don't... I, is in the within the podcasting world, it's overwhelming. And what we're talking about here is a full podcast episode on YouTube, not video it and then you use clips right. to promote on social media. We mean like the full-on podcast on YouTube. And I said, uh, I don't really, to me, I don't understand that because unless there's a celebrity guest or unless you're a huge fan of the podcaster, why would you want to watch it? Because for me, I consume podcasts when I'm in my car. When, right. I'm, when I'm doing things that that prohibit me from looking at a screen. Right. Right. And the overwhelming response was everybody expects a podcast to be audio only. And the video is kind of like a bonus. Yeah. You know, if there's mm-hmm. video, uh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then YouTube is also a huge search engine for, for finding content. So people find podcasts on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but a study just came out two days ago that gave that same exact result. And I just, I thought, yeah, I, yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I was just bragging on myself. It's just validating when stuff works. And, yeah. And, and I, I, I th- it's just so easy to be so hard on oneself, not mm-hmm. just m- me, but I think people are generally, uh, people are more self-critical than they are self-praising. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, when you have a win, you got to take a step back, no matter what it is, professional, personal, whatever, and say, that validates me, mm-hmm. and that's cool. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. T-Bird update. Um, where do we start with the T-Bird update? I think last time we told you she was home. 
She's home, but she's not getting any worse. She's also not getting any better. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to be out of line and say that I detect a bit of fear. She's scared. When we she is. text with her, but I, I alarmed. Yeah, she's scared. definitely scared. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't even know like what to say because it's such a hard health stuff is so scary and. <sighs> I mean, I know we have answers, but I also know that, you know, it's been, by the time we're recording this, what, eight or nine days? I think it's, I think it's, health stuff gets scary because there's an expectation of always having an answer. Mm-hmm. And, when, and of it always getting better within a couple of days. Or even if it doesn't get better, you move in a direction. Right. So you go, something doesn't feel right. Even if you get the worst news ever, you go in and you say, and, and they, they say, hey, we looked at your stuff and there's, there's a tumor. Mm-hmm. Or there's a growth, or there's, or your blood chemicals are way off, or whatever yeah. it might be. Usually, the next sentence is, "So here is A, B, and C, and it was going to move you in a direction." And I don't think it's super clear with with what T Bird's dealing with, mm-hmm. and so the the fact that it's a little bit cloudy and that there hasn't been any progress, it's. I th- it's really worrisome. I-, I think she's really worried that it's also not getting better. Yeah. So please still continue to reach out to her and sending her messages. She loves to get them. It it makes her day. Um, and please keep cheering her on. Uh, okay. I uh, We have, Callie, been gifted a nugget. We have been gifted a gold bar mm-hmm. that we get to share with the Upside community. Oh, good. A woman wrote an email to her homeowners association complaining about an oversized skeleton decoration in the neighborhood. Like the Costco ones that like everyone has right now? Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't like it. And she bulleted, she highlighted the reasons that she doesn't care for it and sent it to the homeowners association asking them to talk to the homeowner and have it removed. Oh my God. And the homeowners association the woman who, the secretary, the president, or whoever in the homeowners association uh, went to, you know, responded, wrote an email to the rest of the board saying, hey, we have to discuss this, never meant the original sender to send it, see it, mm-hmm. but she actually sent it to the original sender, and it wasn't very nice. Uh-oh. So would you prefer to read the woman's original email, or would you like to re- read the response? I would like to read the original email. Okay. Please. All right. And then I get to read the response. <clears throat> oh. Oh, yeah. She went into Wow. Deep. Okay. She- so here's what I'm looking at right now. This is a numbered and bulleted, very organized list. Wow. Okay. Here we go. You want me to read this whole thing? Um, we can probably skip over some parts, but, but it's the, every bit of it is... Glorious. Okay. Subject, the overwhelming 20-foot skeleton, colon, a plea for consideration. (laughs) Dear committee, I hope this message finds you well. I am reaching out today to voice concern regarding a Halloween decoration in our neighborhood. A grandiose 20-foot skeleton positioned in a yard. 
While the spirit of creativity and enthusiasm for the holiday is truly appreciated, there are several reasons that this particular display seems not just overwhelming, but somewhat insensitive and inappropriate as well. Here's where the number list comes in. And and the numbers, by the way, just so you can envision this and really get the best idea of it, the numbers, they're bolded, and then there's a colon, and then there's, you know, yeah, like a, a, a bullet under that. It's a proper list. Now, is the first category... What's, what's the name of the first category? Personal emotional distress. Okay, here's how I think we go through this because the woman who responded responded to each you know bullet individually. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you read her concerns about personal emotional distress and then Becca is the name of the woman who responded. Oh my gosh. And I'll read Becca's response. So I'll read Susan's. Susan email is, Susan is the complainer. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you just read the the first paragraph. The first paragraph of Becca's email says, team, obviously referring to the rest of the HOA board mm -hmm. or whatever, where do we even begin? The apocalypse seemed to have knocked on our, knocked on our door and it's wearing a 20-foot skeleton costume. <laughs> All right. That's a great intro. Uh, number one, personal emotional distress. Such a massive and grim representation of death could be profoundly distressing for those in our community who have recently lost loved ones or are struggling with thoughts related to mortality. The size and dominant presence of the skeleton make it nearly impossible for neighbors to avoid. And as such, it becomes a consistent or a constant, excuse me, reminder of grief and loss. Personal emotional distress. Really, Susan? Your distress radar was triggered by a plastic skeleton? It must be tough when your biggest confrontation with mortality is a Halloween decoration. Maybe step out of the bubble-wrapped world and realize that life, unlike your lavender-scented living room, isn't oh always tailored to one's delicate sensitivities. Number two, child sensitivity. Halloween is a time for spooky fun where children look forward to dressing up and trick-or-treating. However, the magnitude of this skeleton could be terrifying for younger children, turning a festive, joyous occasion into a frightening experience, thereby tainting their Halloween memories. Becca's response to child sensitivity. Let's envision a world where our kids are terrorized not by looming World War III or the education system, but by a yard skeleton. Are we going to ban talking about Santa Claus too because the concept of a stranger in the house at night is too alarming? <laughs> Number three, cultural and symbolic inappropriateness. Historically, skeletons and skulls used during Halloween symbolize the thin veil between life and death during this season. However, the exaggerated size of the skeleton wraps this warps, excuse me, this symbolism, making light of death and the afterlife, which could be seen as disrespectful to the deeper spiritual significance of the season. Cultural and symbolic inappropriateness. Shout out to Susan for her impressive talent of finding profound disrespect in an inanimate object from Home Depot. Number four, community image and property values. The ostentatious display, though undoubtedly eye-catching, could inadvertently lower the perceived value of our neighborhood. Prospective homebuyers might be deterred by such a dominating and grim presence. Believing the neighborhood to prioritize over sh or shock over taste and communal emotional well-being. 
Becca's response? Of course the skeleton is lowering our property values, not the peeling paint on your porch or the jungle you call a side yard. Pro tip, prospective buyers might appreciate a neighborhood with a pulse, not one that's dictated by the monotony of beige aesthetics and prune-faced disapproval. Number five, financial considerations. Trick or treating, the intimidating presence of this colossal skeleton might dissuade families from visiting our street for trick or treating. Many neighbors have already invested in candies and treats, which may go to waste if the turnout is low due to the off-putting decoration. That right there is personally offensive to me because when I lived in a townhome a few years ago, I was so excited for trick-or-treaters because I was convinced it was going to be a mayhem. Yeah. You know, it was going to be like one of those European soccer matches where they storm the field. You and, bought 100 full-size candy bars. Yeah. And we had like four kids come. So don't come at me, Susan, about wasting money on Halloween candy. But anyways, here's Becca's response. Blaming financial blunders on a Halloween decoration is very innovative. Imagine a world where our investment strategies crumble under the weight of, wait for it, fake skeletons. <laughs> I also forgot one part of her because she has financial considerations. There were two bullets under this one. So the first one was trick-or-treating. Yeah. The second one is impact on property values. If the decoration sets a precedent, our neighborhood might become known for its extreme and potentially off-putting Halloween displays, which could in turn influence property values negatively. And then there's a close. You want to hear her close? Yeah. Because Susan has a conclusion. Oh, okay. In conclusion, while appreciating the effort and creativity invested in this decoration, it seems that the cons, both emotionally and financially, outweigh the benefits of having such a display in our neighborhood. Thus, kindly consider the wider implications of this decoration on our community's well-being and harmony. Warm regards. Susan. What's the last life? Well regards. Warm 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 regards. regards. Mm -hmm. Um, The last paragraph of Becca's response makes me want to be drinking buddies with Becca. You go, Becca. She says, let's grab a meeting where our collective brains can marinate in the terrifying depths of the impact of this skeleton on our neighborhood's equilibrium. Oh, my God. With reason, empathy, and perhaps a clove of garlic will forge a response worthy of appeasing Susan. Does this make you miss sitting on an HOA board? Marching towards sanity, <laughs> Becca. The only reason I did not, I don't, listen, I'm one of the only people on the planet, I don't have a problem with homeowners associations. You know what you're getting into mm-hmm. when you're uh, buying the house. If you don't read the packet, that's on you. The only reason I stopped serving on the HOA board that I was on is because the president of said HOA board did not know how to hold a succinct meeting. And every like they would go for like an hour. No, two and a half, three Oof. hours, and he would just go on and on. When when the sentence could be said, "Hey, let's put a sign on our dumpster enclosures. The people need to break down their boxes mm-hmm. before putting their boxes in the dumpster." Yeah, he would say, "Listen, this is a problem. I've talked to other homeowners associations. Everybody has a problem with people not breaking down boxes." We could put a sign up, but what if they don't read this? And I mean, this guy just went on and on, and I couldn't, I just didn't have the time. There is at least one person on the HOA that's like that. That's like that person on the HOA. I feel like it's like a law in the bylaws that you have to have one person that's way too obsessed they shouldn't, the they shouldn't be an officer or whatever because it's just not conducive to business. So anyways, the story behind that, as it was sent to me, 
is that Susan sent that email into her HOA. Becca meant to respond, forward it and write to the whole board. Yeah. But instead, Becca responded to Susan. Supposedly, and supposedly this is an Atlanta area. So if you know Becca and Susan, or if this is your neighborhood, or you know how the story ends, please share it with us. One of the most irritating questions in our house, literally every day, and I feel like you feel me on this, is what are we having for dinner? And the question is always, I don't know. But thankfully, we don't have to ask that about Ellie because we have a little spoon which delivers healthy food to your door. It is pre-prepared for you. So all you have to do is take it out of your freezer or your fridge, and then your kid is good to go. Now, the good thing is, so they have all these things we've been talking about forever, right? They have plates, they have um, baby blends, which Ellie used to have when she was a little. They have smoothies, really anything you could want. But they also introduced um, lunches that kids can take to school and snacks, and you don't have to do a thing place the order. Okay, so the snacks include some veggie loops, fruit rippers, which are the peel, tie, and knot rippers all into different shapes. Um, the dipsters, which are organic oats, the first is the first ingredient in that, and they're sweetened with maple syrup, which I love. And then they have the oat bakes. Um, oats are the first ingredient is made with plant-based protein for three grams of protein per bar. And this stuff does not taste like yucky adult healthy food. It is delicious food. And I know that because after Ellie's done with hers, who cleans up the mess? That would be me. And by clean up, I mean I eat it too. <laughs> and the best part is it all comes right to your door. Make this year's chaos a little more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com upside30 and enter our code upside30 at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 for 30% off at checkout. Just a quick reminder, if you are in the Atlanta area, the Walk to End Alzheimer's is happening at the Battery at Truist Park on November 4th. If you're not in Georgia, there are events in your community too. There is more to the Walk to End Alzheimer's than just walking. We invite you to join the movement towards a brighter future for those affected by Alzheimer's. Go to alz.org slash walk today to register and get involved with any walk near you. You know that the dollars, we love our liquid IV. And I especially love it now because they have a sugar-free version of my favorite flavor, which is lemon-lime. But they have a ton of flavors. They have 12 flavors, okay? And they have sea berries, strawberry lemonade, which is one of Jeff's favorites, Concord grape, lemon-lime, pina colada, tropical punch. Okay, you get the point. They have every flavor under the sun, and they are so delicious. Jeff drinks them every single day. And I drink them when I'm feeling particularly tired, run down, or... I keep them in my purse because one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster than water alone. And I keep mine in my purse for when I'm feeling beat up, like I said, or like next week when we are going to travel, I will be taking my liquid IV with me and you better bet on that plane, I'm going to be drinking my liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. It is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Real People, real flavor, real hydrating. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or, the best part, you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 20% off anything, anything, when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. I went out to dinner uh, a couple nights ago with a girlfriend and I had (laughs) two really embarrassing moments and both of them with the valet. The first was Mike Har 
looks like I live in it. I mean, it is so gross. There's a like there's target returns. There's like a a device that my pelvic floor PT gave me that I need to wear for Disney. There's like Ellie's uh, cheddar bunny trash, whatever. It's it's gross. And I didn't realize normally I would clean it so no one has to see my mess. But I was in a hurry and I didn't realize how bad it was. And I didn't look at it until I, you know, pulled up to the valet and parked my car, like stopped my car. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. And of course it's like, you know, a 25 year old guy that's probably like, who is like, this is gross. Like yeah. not someone that would understand or be empathetic as to why my car is so nasty. Uh, and then on the way out, so that was going in on the way out, I dropped the tip at his feet by accident. Oh God. Like I took it out oh. of my wallet and it <laughs> fell on the almost, ground. Almost like you're flinging it towards him. I was mortified and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And then I went to try to pick it up, but my belly's a little bigger right now. So I like couldn't pick it up. He's like, I got it. I got it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I did not mean to do that. I am so sorry, but I still wonder. He is like, who is this woman? Like she is messy and she throws well, cash at our feet like a from, rude jerk. From the look of your car, he's realized that you just... I'm just a hot mess. That you just... No, that you just throw stuff on the floor. I... When I was in college, I dated a guy who valeted at this hotel in Nashville, uh -huh. and someone once threw his tip on the ground intentionally, and I, he refused to pick it up. I, um... I... Do you... Do you, know, you probably don't even know this, but I have observed this about you. You never bring stuff in from your car, ever. I um, know. But why... Do, it's a... It's... Because I, usually, if I don't, I have Ellie with me, and there it, it no, just like this requires. Is pre, this is pre Ellie. Mm -hmm. It's it's a thing. I I mean, I've said to you, are you going to bring that in? And you usually respond with, "I'll get it later." Yeah, it's a weird. I don't know. Not a phobia is. or a quirk thing, but you just don't bring stuff in from your car. It would drive me nuts. Oh my gosh, I drive myself nuts. There's sometimes where I know what your friends. Seat looks like, or I'm not the front seat, the passenger seat, because in Callie's car, I have to sit in the back seat next mm -hmm. to Ellie because the front seat, because of where Ellie's positioned in the car. And uh, I'll say, no, I'll drive. It's so embarrassing. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is about leaf watching. The summer tourists are gone, and we finally have the town to ourselves before those idiots from New York show up to watch the leaves change and take over the whole place. Family Guy, one of my personal favorites. And if you are a leafer, or as they're calling it now, leaf peepers, which I hate. I think that sounds really creepy. I think they've always been called leaf peepers. I don't know. Maybe I just know it as leafers from Family Guy. Um, you can use an app to find where the fall foliage is particularly spectacular. Because also, nothing is worse than driving an hour and a half, two hours yeah. to see nothing. beautiful changing leaves and they've already fallen and you're like, Oh, um, but it's called Friendly Like Me, and you can scope out destinations and business, businesses about the locale um, and the best leaf peeping, if we're calling it that, places to go are Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado, yep, Great Smoky Mountains in North Carolina and Tennessee, Shenandoah National Park in Virginia, Glacier National Park in Montana, Sequoia and Kings Canyon in California. Your second random thing is researchers say 
that ultra-processed foods, or what they're calling UPFs, can be just as addictive as nicotine, cocaine, or heroin. Not at all surprised. With more than one in ten people hooked. Um, this is a study. This is the, this research is a um, compilation of over 280 studies that took place in 36 different countries. The average percentage of addi- addicted adults is 14 percent. I feel like um, it's got to be higher than that. Sausage, ice cream, biscuits, soft drinks, sugary stere- cereals, all of those things. Which, by the way, all those ultra processed foods have a ton of negative health. Um, uh, issues yeah. with them, including early death, uh, say that the doctors can treat this using the same criteria that they would use to treat substance addiction. Wow. Yep. You know what's funny? For me, things like soda, stuff that was listed in that list, I either binge drink soda, like drink it every single day, or not at all. Like it's not one of those things where I'll every once in a while have one. It's kind of all or nothing for me because then you know, as it says, once you have the first one, then you're hooked so, and craving another one. Someday it'll come out that there are, and, and, and maybe it's already out, it's just well, you know, hidden, but there has to be something in an Oreo cookie that makes it a challenge to eat one or two of them. One, and, and like Lay's potato chips. Or Lay's potato chips is another one. Or, I mean, so many things that are... That you just that you consume in great mass, you know what I yeah. mean? Because I never sit down and say, "Oh, you know what? I like four apples." Right? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I eat an apple, I go, "Oh, that was a good apple. That was really good." I can't wait to have another one later. Yeah. But I will sit down and say, mm, "That was a good donut." You know, let me just break another one. Let me just have another half donut because you break it in half, the fat and calories fall out. I'll Addictive. be fine. And your third random thing for today is that the snooze button actually has benefits. Join me in celebrating this useful information, all of you snoozers like me. Hitting the snooze button, uh, about 69% of people hit the snooze button, uh, at least sometimes. But the benefits are, if you're a night owl, it helps to slap the button or to turn it off because you have to wake up and use cognitive ability, and oh that takes God, you that out is, of your grogginess. That's such a stretch. That's like saying that you got a little bit of a workout ripping open the Oreo package before you t- eat a whole <laughs> sleeve of them. It also says that 10 extra minutes of sleep actually is a light sleep stage, and that's the key to this benefit. And those are your three random things. You are strong, you are brave, you kind, and you always belong here.